Hi everybody, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM here in Irvine. I'm sitting down with Roberto Carlos, also known by his stage name as El Ladro Negro. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for asking. Uh, so, kind of a little background. Um, what is El Ladro Negro? What kind of music do you play on your shows, uh, at your shows, and uh, how would you describe your genre of music? Oh, geez. That's, that's <laughs> like the... That's the impossible question, man. Um, <laughs> for me, not for you, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe what I do uh, in terms of. Uh, I don't have a really good soundbite or catch-all for what I do, but um, in terms of what I've done recently with my new record, it's called Private Energy. It's. Um, I sing in Spanish and English, and a lot of the songs are electronic, but maybe not. Not not the most um, not the most explicitly electronic mm-hmm. in terms of the genre. It's things that I make at home and uh, a little bit more. I don't know, subdued maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a, a good word, but um, sometimes I tell people that it's um, music that you can like cuddle and kiss to if you want. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So uh, I guess if we can't really put your music under a, a specific genre, how would you tell someone, um, you know, what what are your musical influences then? Uh, like any artists that you grew up listening to that you kind of incorporate into your music now? Stuff like that. I, you know, that's another, I feel like that's another tough question because I feel like everything that I've ever listened to is like a, is a percentage of what I do in terms of, you know, what, some people don't have a direct influence. Everything has these kind of like subconscious uh they're kind of like subconsciously guiding me towards how I want to shape something so that's that's really hard to say too but you know growing up my parents uh, are they're from Ecuador and you know the music they listened to was a lot of like um, like Latin pop music mm-hmm. from the 60s and 70s and also like a lot of crooners from that era and um, boleros and Mm-hmm. And also growing up in South Florida, there's a lot of Caribbean music and Caribbean dance music, Latin American dance music, like salsa and merengue and bachata, things like that were, you know, throughout my my life. And then I really had, had a huge uh, influence with, um, like, hip-hop in terms of, like, how I make music. And that's how I learned to make music was I didn't go to school to learn notation or anything mm-hmm. in, in a formal sense it was finding finding sounds and, and putting them together by listening and, 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 and using things that were at the time not so traditional instruments like samplers yeah yeah well uh, so right now you just mentioned that you sing in both Spanish and English uh, do you have a preference or you know do you sometimes write songs in English and then translate them over to Spanish or how does that work uh, no, there's no real preference. It's just whatever the song calls for. It's that's that's the most important part for me. So when I'm working or writing, song working on songs or writing songs, it, it um I'm thinking about melodies or singing melodies or harmonies out um, in a phonetic sense. Like I'm make shapes of sounds with my mouth, and they have a phonetic shape, and then I'll stack other syllables around them, they'll end up creating a word 
maybe in Spanish and maybe in English, and then I'll start building a theme from that from that point on. And sometimes the songs are sang both in Spanish and English yeah. throughout the song, just flip-flopping between words, and sometimes they're just exclusively one language. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess that we could talk about the album uh, called Private Energy, released on Asthmatic Kitty Records. Uh, it just came out at the beginning of this month. And this is something I usually ask all my guests is, uh, what came first, the the vocals and kind of the, the lyrics in it, or was it the music and the instrumentals? That it, That's like case to case. It ends up being like... Um, there's words sometimes just floating around and and then I just find the right sound to, to put together with it and then sometimes it's sometimes it's, it's always everything more than anything it's never really mm-hmm. uh, explicitly one thing mm-hmm. and also uh, one of the songs you have in it well actually two of the songs reference um, pretty explicitly being Latino you have It's My Brown Skin and then you have the other one uh, which is actually a single, Young, Latin, and Proud. Um, so what kind of gave the the vibe that you had to put something that was very Latino pride-oriented on the on the record? Well, I wrote all these songs in 2014, and all of them were together. It wasn't like I chose to put uh, one thing specifically. They all deal with my background, my life, the way I grew up, mm-hmm. the culture in which... I was a part of, um, and they're all um, dealing with that. Um, these are just, I guess, because the titles are just so explicit. I think it ends up being, you know, it's, it's a highlight in that respect. Um, mm. But they all participate with each other, you know. Yeah. All right. So I also wanted to ask you about the album art. So on the album art, uh, it's uh, kind of, a, I guess, a visual art project that you've taken to calling Tinsel Mammals. So for the, uh, those of our listeners who, you know, haven't seen your album art just yet, what exactly is a Tinsel Mammal? Yeah, something I, I started about two years ago for, um, no, two and a half years ago for a festival in Mexico City called um, Vive Latino. And um, I, uh, there are these costumes that were uh, made in collaboration with my wife, a visual artist, Christy mm-hmm. Sword, and um, it was a way for me to have, uh, it was more of like a practical idea in terms of having a visual component mm-hmm. to the show, because for me, when you go see a performance, it's, you know, the music is, you know, depending on the group, I think the music is only about like, about like I don't know, like, anywhere between, like, 30 and, like, 60% of the show, you know, everything, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, the environment, the the, the, the location, the sound, yeah, the it's, people that are around you, you mm-hmm. know, and the visual part is, is huge, so that was part of it, and then, so these, there are these large costumes that are covered in tinsel, and they're, uh, they're, they're not really, like, specific to a human form, mm-hmm. and they... They do these choreographed moves that uh, that are in tandem with the music. Yeah, uh, and you do you always perform with them? I do, about ninety eight percent of the time. There's there's very few times 
where I haven't in the past two and a half years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, very and they're, cool. they're, they're very like tied into this record. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're on the very front of it. Um, and yeah. so the front of it, uh, is it like a like someone like hugging a tinsel mammal or like kissing it or how how is that? Well, that's I mean that's up for interpretation, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that that's the art, I guess. It's everyone's interpretation. Yeah. All right. So I also want to ask. Um, about because I was reading up a little bit, doing a little research, and it said that you'd worked with, uh, I think it's Mikhail Georgensen, the keyboardist from Wilco. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, how was it working with him? Because I know Wilco has kind of uh, a similar sound, but you know, I wouldn't really put you guys in the same room together off off the bat. Yeah, Mike's like a really good friend. I've known him for a really long time, uh, and so. Yeah, I mean, he's just a friend, and we work together. Uh, he's really, he, there's, I, I, more than anything, um, uh, collaboration mm -hmm. are special relationships for me because they're built on um, becoming familiar. I mean, that, that's what I, for me, that's, that's what's most important. And so him and I have been friends for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And when we began to collaborate on music, it was after like years and years of being friends. And I think that was important because it you you gain this kind of um, this understanding and this comfort around the person. And, and there's like a um, while you're collaborating or working on music, there's a form and, and there's a there's, there's moments of improvisation that that happen throughout the process and and improvisation has a lot to do with um, listening and not doing anything and I think that's important when you're like you're in a relationship with someone you're like pretty much like that's one of the most important things is just like shut up and just like feel what they're doing and then know when the time is right to contribute you know yeah yeah so uh, yeah I guess what else I, w I wanted to ask is that um so you guys were friends before Elado Negro and before Wilco? I think he had just joined Wilco hmm. when, when we met. I think that was in like 2002 or 2003. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, just curious, uh, is there anyone else who you haven't worked with before who you'd maybe like to collaborate on a future project, on a single, uh, maybe have them feature? Like Any vocalists come to mind that you haven't worked with just yet? Oh man, there's a lot. I mean, in terms of like impossible dreams, mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite composers, musicians, um, people is uh, uh, Harumi Hosono, mm -hmm. Harry Hosono. He's, he used to be in Yellow Magic Orchestra, but he he's just kind of like the type of person who's made so much different kinds of music and he's evolved his own music so much that it's he's a very inspiring artist mm -hmm. and uh and also Caetano Veloso who's just like you listen to like every album he's put out from day one and you're it's just like really impressive that he's maintained the way to like uh have have joy inside of each each piece of music mm -hmm. 
Yeah, uh, speaking about, I guess, uh, while we're on the topic of uh, other people you like to collaborate with, um, are there any, like, genres of music that you really like to listen to, like, on your free time? Musical influences to your work or not, you know, um, is there anything that, you know, if you're in a, having a bad day or something, you just put it on and you relax? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have, like, a, um, a specific album that medicates me for, for when I'm in those kind of like in in those moments um it's always it always changes you know mm-hmm. um so no i can't give you <laughs> i can't give you yeah. an answer for that yeah well I'm, yeah it's just uh if you're changing with the mood all right if you're just joining us today this is kci 88.9 fm i'm here with elado negro he'll be playing at the constellation room this sunday the show starts at 9 p.m uh so if you know, someone's out there listening and is on edge about going to your show. Uh, what can they expect from the performance? They can expect to be surprised, maybe. I mean, they may not, if they never see me, they probably don't know what's happening. So, mm-hmm. if you're into, um, if you're into being surprised and knowing that, um, in, and you're into maybe hearing something completely new, then I think it's, worth your time for sure yeah yeah and uh if you don't get the chance to catch him uh here at the constellation room then you're playing also what uh tomorrow or is it saturday in san diego and los angeles yeah um tomorrow in los angeles at multiply in downtown mm-hmm. la in the newer venue that just opened up and then uh saturday in san diego at uh soda bar one of our favorite one of our favorite venues here uh, we yeah. always hang out around them so uh, now that you're you know on the road and touring once again uh, what do you like to do in your free time because I always find that you know going on planes and trains and buses and whatnot you know you have a lot of time for yourself do you you know strictly sit down and write new music or, or how do you no. how do you pass the time pa- today I pass time by driving mm-hmm. but uh Mostly, I like passing time by sleeping <laughs> when I'm not doing anything on tour. Um, just because it's kind of a luxury while you're on the road. Uh, there's a lot of... You're kind of burning end to end, you know? You're done at 2 and then you're up at like 10 and mm-hmm. you're you're moving or you're driving or you're doing something and then um, the moments of uh, stillness are... Uh, I cherish those, so when I'm still, I like to sleep. Yeah, then you fit right in with the rest of uh, our audience. They're mostly college students, so that's probably all they do, too. <laughs> uh, so yeah. I, I also wanted to ask, um, you know, you're going all around SoCal this, this weekend. Uh, do you have a favorite city that you like to go to, like maybe Def and Mexico, or, or do you Oh, have- wow. Um, just in general, or to play? Uh, maybe just to visit. I know a lot of people who go on tour, they, they'll just, you know, chill out in a, in a, uh, city for a while. Yeah, one of my favorite cities has, has been, um, Deafe, mm-hmm. um, Ciudad de Mexico. I feel like it's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, are there any cities out there, you know, uh, like I said, or like you said, impossible dreams, uh, that you like to perform in? Because I know a lot of, uh, artists, 
especially Latin artists would want to perform, you know, like a tour in Europe or something, anywhere you want to go in particular? Um, I like to go to Uruguay sometime to perform in Paraguay mm. and Brazil, Bolivia, Venezuela. Those are some dreams, some Central American places. I played Costa Rica last year, which was amazing. Yeah, any particular reason? Because um, I haven't been there. Oh. I want to go. Yeah. They, they, sound, they seem like exciting places. Yeah, there's a lot to do there. It's a different culture, too. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I guess the last thing I usually ask my guests is, uh, you know, if there's anyone out there who's listening and uh, really likes your music and you know wants to take a page out of your your book, um, what advice do you have for someone who's you know trying to get on their feet and uh, make their own music? I think it's just that. I think if you're doing something that you love and you you're pursuing it um, to live your life as like being that having that be a part of your life all day every day then. Mm make something that that's m- more about you than anything I think when you start making anything that's trying to reference something else um, specifically it um I don't think it ages well for you you know I don't think you have like an attachment to it mm-hmm. it might be a memory but I think you know making something that's original to you I think is the most important thing mm-hmm all right, well, once again, uh, I'm here with Elado Negro here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, so where can we find uh, your music? On you can web? just go to el- eladonegro.com. You can go to Bandcamp, Spotify, mm-hmm. iTunes, Amazon. So, más o menos todo. Más o menos todo, mm, sí. Muy bien. Exacto. <laughs> All right, uh, so you can catch him either this weekend at Multiply in L.A. or Soda Bar in San Diego or uh, Constellation Room here in Santa Ana. And we'll actually be giving away a pair of tickets on uh, the show later today. So once again, thanks for joining me uh, here on Radio Nepal. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.